Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 17th edition of the 1853 podcast of Mom's 2018-19 school year, we'll hear from artist Elizabeth Falk. Her work is currently on display in the Len G. Everett Gallery in Hughes Library. Political science professor Mike Nelson will discuss the Great Decision series, which began its 39th year at Monmouth on Wednesday. And Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will bring us up to speed on winter sports at Monmouth, including a very big weekend coming up for the Fighting Scots basketball teams. Before we get into this week's program, a couple of notes about events taking place and coming up on campus. In a few moments, we'll hear from artist Elizabeth Folk and her show, You Are a Monument. It's now on display in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery over in Hughes Library, and it will be on display through February 13. The first production of the spring semester by the Monmouth College Department of Theater will be Sarah DeLapp's critically acclaimed play, The Wolves. It's a story that revolves around a suburban girls' soccer team. The show, which is directed by Monmouth professor Doug Rankin, will be performed February 21 through 24 in the Wells Theater. Of course, it's never too early to get tickets, which you can purchase at monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. Finally, a big shout out to Monmouth College Chaplain Terry Ott and everyone else who was involved with organizing and carrying out this year's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The day included a wonderful convocation in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium that was followed by an afternoon of service. You can read more about the day in the news section of the Monmouth College website, and it also includes a video of the day's highlights. That address is, of course, monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Artist Elizabeth Falk has a show on display in the Lindsay Everett Gallery in Hughes Library that is unlike anything you've seen. That's because the show, You Are a Monument, is being displayed for the first time in the Everett Gallery. The show features 15 white flags that are mounted on the gallery's three interior walls. Each flag has images and phrases that Elizabeth found from Craigslist listings from the area, ranging from Peoria to the Quad Cities. In the center of the room is a bronze-colored bouncy horse, flanked by a video on the wall showing Elizabeth riding the horse in slow motion. The show opened on January 18, and it runs through February 13. Elizabeth, who's an art professor in California, was on campus for the opening, and I caught up with her during the opening where she explained how the show explores the concept of monumentality. What I really wanted to do is look at the notion of monumentality and sovereignty using the language of power, 
but sort of defamiliarizing it and making it strange. Elizabeth discovered the phrases she placed on the flags from Craigslist Misconnections section. Which is a personal ad section where people can reach out to or, um, you know, cry out to the universe to maybe somebody that they wanted to introduce themselves to or wanted to ask out, or maybe it's somebody who was in their lives and was really significant part of their lives, but they no longer are and they miss them. Or maybe it's someone who isn't even alive anymore. Um, so it's a, it's a tribute in a way of monumentalizing, or it's a memorial often to these sort of missed things, relationships, etc. The items that are on the flags were found on Craigslist for sale section. So, um, and the for sale items are items, just everyday banal objects. Some of them were really surprising. There's a, um, a hypodermic needle for insulin. <laughs> There's some diet um, ocean spray. There are shoes, tires, jeans, um, hospital beds, saddles. Elizabeth says she's interested in exploring how chance can create art and also commenting on the meaning of monuments. And so by randomly juxtaposing, which means to place side by side, these texts and these objects, not only did I clear up the space for some whatever chance-based magic to happen, but I also relieved myself of the duty of having to pick what objects that I felt went better with the text. And now the viewer can put in their associations. The flags are pointing towards everybody's everyday impact and monumentalizing everyday interactions of people of the greater Monmouth area. The equine statue and the equestrian statue video um, explore the notion of monumentality in this political time when it's a very iconoclastic time. Monuments are being toppled all over the country, monuments to uglier parts of American history. We're, I think we're seeing the face of the monument and the memorial and what our society considers monumental changing in this day and age. And Elizabeth says it's been an honor to have been invited to display her work at Monmouth College. I would like to say thank you to Monmouth for having me. This um, Len G. Everett gallery space is is beautiful and especially to um, Stephanie and Brian Bach and the art department for welcome. I would really like to thank um, Stephanie for helping me um, so much with the installing the show and um, for Stephanie and Brian for having me and the the art department and the rest of Monmouth and the library and librarians for um, welcoming me um, so nicely to Monmouth. That's artist Elizabeth Falk talking about her very interesting and thoughtful show. It's called You Are a Monument. It's on display now in the Lindsay Everett Gallery in the Hughes Library, and it will be on display through February 13. To read more about it, check out this story in the news section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu news. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. For the 39th year, 
Monmouth is holding the Great Decisions program. Since 1981, Great Decisions has taken place at Monmouth as a forum where the public and the academic community can get together and discuss world affairs. All eight Great Decisions programs this semester are free and open to the public, and they're held at 7.30 in the evening on Wednesdays in the Moot Boardroom of the Center for Science and Business. They conclude on March 20. Political science professor Mike Nelson is helping organize and lead this year's Great Decisions at Monmouth. Mike says that Great Decisions is a great way to build community at Monmouth, both with people on campus and from off campus. And what this program allows is for people from all over the Monmouth community. We have students, faculty, staff, but also members of the Monmouth community. Sometimes people come up from Macomb or from over from Galesburg or from Burlington, and they all participate in a discussion about these issues of the day. And you know, given America's special place in the world, we are connected in so many different ways to the far reaches of the world. And being able to talk about the significance of that, the significance of what's going on in these other parts of the world, is a wonderful opportunity that we can provide here at Monmouth. We, we have people that uh, have never been to college, that have finished college, that have finished grad school, all participating in the same room because As Americans, these are issues that affect all of us. And when we're thinking about electing our political leaders, it's useful to have this information in our back pocket, to be thinking about, for instance, what a president is going to propose we do in the world or what our senators are lobbying for. And to really have an educated idea about those things, it's it's helpful to discuss them and, and come and listen and learn from each other. This year's edition of Great Decisions kicked off on Wednesday, January 23, when Monmouth anthropology professor Megan Hendricks introduced this year's topic, Refugees and Global Migration. Mike says that several interesting topics will follow. Uh, Then we're moving on to the Middle East to talk about U.S. relations with Middle Eastern countries. There's an important conflict going on in Yemen and, of course, the ongoing conflict in Syria that uh, a lot of us have been paying attention to. We're going to be talking about nuclear negotiations, about the rise of nationalism in Europe, about trade with China, U.S. relations with Mexico, cyber conflict, and the state of diplomacy in general. The Monmouth professors who will present at this year's Great Decisions come from a wide variety of backgrounds. You know, and and we we really try to have a diverse group of professors. We have people from communication studies, anthropology, French studies. Uh, French professor Annie Moore will be talking about nationalism and populism in Europe. And she has this great depth of knowledge, especially about the culture and language of France. But that really gives her given her own personal connections, some really interesting and unique insights into those issues. And I'm especially looking forward to her presentation this semester. Mike says he enjoys great decisions because of the interaction and the civil discourse that takes place about U.S. foreign policy. I enjoy it because I think that this is a unique opportunity to hear a whole range of different viewpoints. Very often, we only in the classroom here at Monmouth maybe hear what the professor thinks um, and what a few of the students think. What this does is it allows us to really open it up to the broader community. And in any given night, you're likely to see positions taken from across the political spectrum, and people have respectful but really interesting dialogue about those different positions. It gives us a chance to really learn from each other. And and I think that that, especially in these times, is really valuable. I, I think that 
people are mistaken when they think that Americans aren't that concerned about foreign policy. In my conversations with people about what I do as someone who studies international relations and works on it, um, people always have something that is important to them. And they recognize, especially now that, you know, U.S. trade battles with China affect us here in the state of Illinois. We're all interested to see how that's going to turn out. And I think that there are plenty of other cases like that if we look at all these other issues. That's Mike Nelson. He's a political science professor at Monmouth, and he's helping coordinate great decisions this spring on campus. To read more about great decisions, check out the news story on the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Before we get into this week's athletic segment, a reminder of the plethora of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash College. The college's main Twitter account is at Mammoth, and the college is on Instagram at Mammoth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Mammoth on Snapchat at This Is Mammoth. And for some great music, always check out what Mammoth College has posted on Spotify. The Midwest Conference basketball playoffs are still a month away. But a pair of double headers this weekend at Glenny Gymnasium will have big time playoff implications for the Monmouth College men's and women's basketball teams. The Scots host Ripon College on Friday night, then Lawrence University rolls into town for a Saturday afternoon double dip. If you can't make it to the gym, you can watch all four games on MonmouthScots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And the man behind that website is Mammoth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. Dan says the weekend's especially big for the Mammoth men, who are currently tied for fourth place with Lawrence and Lake Forest. Uh, they're tied with Lawrence and Lake Forest for the uh, fourth spot in the conference, and the only four teams get to go to the conference. Uh, Rippon's a, a game ahead. Uh, so it's a big game uh, on Friday uh, to knock Rippon off and move up one and then on Saturday to do the same thing with Lawrence so uh, two crucial games for us and and, you know a month ago we were almost on life support and uh, now we're we're five and one uh, in January and uh, Rippon comes in they're five and one in January also and only St. Norbert uh, who hasn't lost a game yet in the conference has had a better hot streak Uh, so Friday should be a huge game we really want to get a lot of fans out there and uh, see what we can get accomplished. And it's also a large weekend for the Monmouth women's basketball team. Uh, the women right now are, are, are back into second place in the Midwest Conference, tied with uh, Lake Forest after that loss on Sunday. Uh, they're trailing Rippon by a game, and the women, you know, if we knock off Rippon on, on Friday, we're back into a tie for first with Rippon. So it's a big Rippon Friday night for us at Glenny Gym. And then, you know, on, on Saturday, uh, the women take on Lawrence, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the women had uh, – uh, need to get that win also because you know if you would knock off rip and then lose the next day uh that that win on friday really doesn't do you a whole lot of good so uh the women battling for first uh need that win and they need a lot of fan support also so we were hoping to get a packed gym both friday and saturday dan says that a big reason the monmouth men's basketball team has posted a five and one record in january is because a lot of the new parts that were added this season 
have started to work together. Yeah, the the men have been uh, just playing great. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of new pieces, uh, three new guys in that starting five. We had so much uh, loss to graduation last year, and, and it's taken them about a month and a half of the season to really gel and, and get it figured out. And you know, if you look back at last year with uh, Will Jones and Justin Luya, Paul Ingo the third, those guys, it was the same deal. You know, we caught fire after January one, and and that's what the guys are doing now. They're they're really finding the roles, and and uh, you know, everybody we're, we've been talking about Will Carius a lot, but you look at the other guys that are really coming through. DJ Swift has been uh, be able to pick up the slack on occasion, and and Tyler Houston has been probably our best perimeter defender. Found his offense on on Sunday, thirteen points for him, I believe it was. So uh, everything's really starting to click and starting to come together. So, you know, hopefully we can keep that going and and, uh, have a really great stretch run going. Monmouth's women's basketball team has been solid from the start of the season, although Coach Kyle Wilson's team has struggled a little offensively as of late. We have had... uh, Three women, uh, Carly Turnbull, Shane Smith, and most recently uh, Becca Gallus, score 30 or more points in a game. But that's not the formula for success. Uh, we, we need that balance, and uh, hopefully we can get that back. That's one thing Coach Wilson's really concentrating on, to get back to the balance we had at the start of the season when you could shut one person down and the other two, three, four, we're going to pick you up. So uh, that's what we need to get back to, and we'll see if we can get that uh, going this weekend. But the women, yeah, they've, they've found the rotation and uh, they're getting good contributions uh, from everybody and, and getting some good bench contributions. And, uh, you know, that bench, we've got uh, three freshmen coming off that bench. That's been a, a big lift for us. Mama's swimming and diving team is also in the stretch run of the season. Dan says some big meets are just around the corner. They have two meets left uh, both this weekend. They're at uh, Principia Friday for a dual meet, and uh, that'll be pretty much a sprint meet and then on Saturday they're still at Principia for the big invitational and that'll be more of the normal type races they'll be swimming the the longer races so the distance swimmers uh, will be getting a good workout and then after that you know we're off for a couple of weeks before Midwest Conference. And Dan says that Mama's indoor track and field team has enjoyed several early successes this season. Uh, track uh, had our first home meet last weekend uh, did Pretty well on that. Uh, uh, Joe Crawl and John Hintz uh, threw uh, top 10 uh, national marks in the weight throw. And then uh, John just got named the Midwest Conference Performer of the Week. So, uh, you know, happy about that. Also had a chance to see firsthand some of our freshman sprinters, uh, especially on the women's side. And it looks like, uh, you know, spring is going to be a pretty strong suit for the track team. So we're excited about that. They go up to Wisconsin this weekend. They'll have a Friday-Saturday meet. Uh, men on Friday, I believe, and the women on Saturday. Uh, we return home on uh, February 9th for our own home meet and then uh, hosting conference February 22nd 23rd so we're excited about that that's Mammoth sports information director Dan Nolan he's the man behind mammothscots.com your official place on the world wide web for all things fighting scots related and don't forget to follow all of Mammoth athletics on twitter you can do that by going to mc fighting scots And that's going to be a 30 for this 17th edition of Monmouth College's Team 53 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.